it's time to take off on the Award Travel 101 podcast. Helping you maximize your travel rewards, no matter your destination or budget. Now here are your hosts, Award Travel 101 Community Managers, Angie Sparks and Joseph Petrovic, to help you do extraordinary things on ordinary money. Earning points is easy, but finding award flights can be tough. Wouldn't it be great to get alerts when that elusive award space opens up? Thrifty Traveler Premium does just that. Thrifty Traveler's army of flight deal analysts are searching 24-7 for flight deals. And it's not just cash, but it's for those valuable award flights too. Plus, they've recently simplified their membership tiers to give everyone access to their Premium Plus tiers. You can set filters to only get the type of alerts you are interested in, whether that be domestic, international, economy, or business. Or if you love the unique one-off flights, check out their new Nerd Alert feature. Never miss another award deal by subscribing to Thrifty Traveler Premium. Use the promo code AT101 for $10 off your first year of Thrifty Traveler Premium Plus and get deal and award alerts straight to your inbox. And we're back for episode 34 of the Award Travel 101 podcast. My name is Joseph Petrovic, and I'm here for the final week with Angie Sparks. Well, not like final, final, just before, <laughs> before I go on my my big trip, because I can't call it a vacation. But hi, how are you? I'm uh, not feeling quite as well as last week. You're not splendid? No, no, no. <laughs> I, I did something dumb and, and starting to show my age. I picked up my five, six-year-old nephew and threw him up on my shoulder and then threw out my neck and back. Oh, no. (laughs) You're reaching that age where you roll over in bed and get an injury kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) No, my I was telling my wife, I said, oh, that that didn't feel so good. You know, I I haven't lifted up my kids. They're both, one's a teen and one's darn near a teen. So it's been a long time since I've lifted them up and ended up with injury. Yeah, no. I haven't lifted mine up in a very, very long time. And I don't, I think they can lift me up now. So, well, probably not today, but they were able to. Anyway. So past the injuries, let's discuss the post of the week, which you flagged by Justin Walter. So Justin had a post about knowing about EU 261. So in episode 27 of the podcast, we talked about credit card travel protections and which cards do what and delays and all that kind of stuff. But EU-261 is something separate. While the U.S. does not have any such travel protections, Europe does, and the time period for claiming compensation in the case of a delay is a bit lower than all of the credit card travel protections. In a nutshell, EU-261 requires airlines to compensate passengers when flight delays or cancellations result in passengers reaching their final destination more than three hours later than originally scheduled. And the CSR is six hours and the CSP is 12 hours. So three hours is better. Passengers are only entitled to claim compensation if the delay or cancellation was within the airline's control. So no weather, you'd be back to using your card for there. Europe broadened this rule to apply to domestic connecting flights originating in the EU, which means flights within the EU, flights departing from the EU to the U.S., and other countries, and even connecting flights you are booked on within the U.S. are now eligible for compensation. Definitely something to learn about before your next flight to Europe. And I think this is a great reminder that folks can and use, are able to collect some nice benefits and perks when when these miss out or when these flights are missed or delayed. Because I think 
even though it was Air Canada, I believe his post was referring to, mm -hmm. it was a pretty nice payout. And a lot of people have to fight pretty hard with Air Canada to get payouts. But at my recollection, it was uh, something over 600 euros, which is, I think, about what, 650 bucks a piece or something yeah. like that. So almost $2,000 for his particular situation. Yeah, I think he said something like it almost paid for his whole trip, just that one delay. Yeah, <laughs> And I know people that they kind of, I don't want to say they play the game and they hope for it, but it's kind of like they sit there and they start rubbing their hands together like, come on, delay, kick in, kick in, which I don't do that because I don't want to deal with the hassle of it or whatnot. But, if, you know, if things do happen, it's nice to know that this is something out there to look into. Absolutely. And with that, we have a ton of news to cover this week. So let's jump into the news of the week. There are several transfer bonuses. The newest is Capital One to Life Miles. There's a 15% transfer bonus. We certainly have other ones that have existed for a while. We'll link into the show notes, the Amex to Flying Blue, Chase to Avios, Chase to Bonvoy. So we'll link to all those. You can get more information from the Award Wallet blog. And next, there's Point.me. Quick look. Have you seen this, Angie? I saw something about it, but I haven't had a chance to look at it. What exactly do they do? Because I know, you know, the ding on Point.me is how slow they are. But so how does this thing work? Yeah. So this is the, I think, a little bit of a response to speed that up. And I think it gets to using some of the features that the other systems that are similar to them that exist in the space are using and they're basically caching the searches. So if somebody searched that route day and time, they basically cache it and they'll tell you, hey, somebody searched this recently. Here's what was found. That's not guaranteeing it'll still be there, right. but it's it'll get you results instantly. And uh, you know it's not waiting for all 33 searches. So it would be a good way to kind of get an idea what somebody else has searched. Of course, if they haven't searched it, it's not going to pop up. Like I ran a search on the quick search of a route that I'm watching. And obviously I was the last person to search it seven days ago. So oh gosh. it gave me the same information that I'd searched already. But I searched a couple other routes that I would never have searched. And it gave me options on some of them and others that said, hey, no one searched this. You have to be the first one. Ah, okay. Well, the next two pieces of news are definitely in your wheelhouse because they are both Hyatt related. There's a Hyatt Elite status shortcut that you can match to your AA Advantage Elites can earn Hyatt Explorist by completing 10 elite qualifying nights during the challenge period. But you're already a globalist, so you don't care about that. Yeah, no, this doesn't make much difference to somebody who's already on that wheel, so to speak. But if you are looking to gain a little bit of status and you have any elite status with American Advantage, check your options to or offers and you may have that status shortcut available in your account. And as long as you complete 10 nights, you'll get Explorist, which isn't really where most of us want to be. Right. I think I'm a discoverist. I got an email today from one of my, the only Hyatt I'm paying for on our trip. And I was like, oh, welcome. We're so happy to have you joining us, which... You know, it was nice, but I don't think I'm getting anything out of it. <laughs> if you have Platinum Pro or Executive Platinum or Concierge Key, yep. you would be able to get a little bit better options where if you finish 20 elite qualifying night, then you would get globalist status for the remainder of this year, next year, and all the way into February 2025. 
And so the second piece of Hyatt news is the Hyatt bonus journeys with 3,000 bonus points for every three nights stayed between October 6th and November 30th. And doesn't it just figure I actually do have a Hyatt stay of three nights, but it's not during that window. (laughs) I registered anyway, but I'm not staying at Hyatt during that window, so I won't get anything out of it. Well, you can be the data point we seek and see if somehow it it pulls through and you get it early, but... I wouldn't hold out hope for that. Of course, they also have an option to earn an additional 1,000 bonus points with three nights when staying in one of 556 eligible Hyatt hotels. I believe their portfolio is around 1,500 now. So about one third of the properties, I think this is kind of the dumbest thing that, (laughs) you know, exists. Why would you make it not all of them, you know, is a thousand points per card member going to bankrupt them? Not really sure what this one's all about, but apparently you have to do some homework if you're really searching for that extra thousand points. The next one, you wrote an article about this for Reward Wallet by Frontier Elite 20K Status. Tell us about it. Yes, I've covered this many times and, you know, I was probably one of the first and vocal proponents of the 100K status match way back in the end of 2020. And they basically allowed you to match your status to their top tier with a couple of different programs. If you were top tier in some of the programs like American, Delta, United. But one of the things they also had was the companion pass. So it was a nice way for many of us in the Award Travel 101 community to access Frontier's top tier status, which then gave you all of the perks of the program so that you didn't have to pay any fees. You basically could book the cheapest ticket, which were often around 10 bucks a piece at the time. And uh, you would get their extended leg room, fully cancelable flights, all the bags, all the early boarding, everything that you'd want and typically expect on a high tier status. But this one is not that. This one is their low tier status and you can buy their 20K elite status which gives you a few perks. You get a carry-on bag. You can pick a seat. It's not going to be the best seat, but you can, if there are any of their best extended legroom seats available at check-in, you can then move into that. And one advantage of the Frontier Elite Status Program over, say, Spirits is that it carries over to family members. So if you have anybody on a reservation, this may be of value to you where you can save some money on carry-on bags. I am team carry. I never check bags. So, you know, for my family, that's four free check bags every time I take a flight. And that could be beneficial. I don't think I'm going to do it at this point. It is good for 16 months or up to 16 months if you uh, buy into it now at $499. Yikes. That's a lot of check bags. Add another $150 to it and you can get their fall and winter go wild pass, which allows you to effectively fly any flight on what's more or less standby. So you can see if you can get the flight. I think it's a day in advance. And if you would buy a lot of their routes, this could be valuable. But I'm curious if our members think it's valuable. You know, are you going to use this? I'm not doing it. I th- I signed up for it back when it was the 100K offer and because it was it was cheap. I did it. What the heck? Never flew it once. So I'm definitely not going to spend $450 to do this one for the 20K status. And next we have a new offer from Capital One. Finally, 
Finally, the VentureX business card is available to the public with a big sub, but a really big um, spend requirement as well. It's like spend $30,000 and get 150,000 points. I don't know. I really, I do want the car, but that's, that's a dumb something. <laughs> I'm not, if I'm going to have that much spend, I think I'd rather split it between, you know, an Amex gold and an Amex business platinum and get twice as many points for that much spend. Um, I think when I got my spark miles, when it first launched, I'm sorry, my spark cash card, when it first launched, it was spend 30,000 and get 300,000 points. So. That that was worth it, and I I worked like heck to hit that sign up bonus because that was a big spend. So, well, I really would like the card because it has all the benefits of the Venture X, which is it. I know you don't have one, but it's a really good card. It's actually one I'm taking on my trip, and the business card surprisingly does still have the Priority Pass restaurant benefits and the other you know non lounge perks that they eliminated from the personal card. So. I'm sure you're not going to get it. <laughs> no, this this is actually a little bit more attractive than the consumer card for me, just because it does have that lounge access with the Priority Pass restaurants. But the other thing that could be possibly interesting to me, and we haven't seen full data points, but Award Wallet was told that this would not affect or impact 524, which most Capital One cards do... Uh, impact your 524 status. So if it did not, and we start seeing data points suggesting that that is actually the truth, then then maybe it might be more interesting. So I know we have a member who definitely just applied for it and was approved yesterday, and she has a Spark Miles, and those have been reporting on her personal credit score. And when she was asking me if there were any tri- you know, tips, tricks, or whatnot to apply for this, you know, the first thing I asked her was, is the Spark Miles a, ca- a credit card or a charge card? Because I talked to a Capital One banker, I don't know, several months back, and he informed me that you could only have one charge card. And that's what the Spark Cash was, which did not report to my personal credit score. So I wonder if that's the difference because this VentureX card is also a charge card. She was approved and she, you know, she's got the credit cards, the spark miles, and now she has this. So she'll be a good person to ask to see how it, if it shows up on her personal credit score or not. But I wonder if that's the difference. The fact that the it's a charge card versus a credit card. Yeah, very well could be. But obviously Capital One is learned from their past uh, offers and they're making it harder to access this bonus because they're looking for people who truly do have large spend and they're cutting back on their bonuses. So speaking of cutting back, let's talk about their uh, recent devaluation of the portal credit, which may have, uh, I don't know if it's really truly a devaluation of that credit, but maybe preventing some gaming of that particular credit. It definitely prevents gaming. So previously, the Capital One Venture X comes with a $300 travel credit, but you have to book through the portal to get that credit. And the way it worked before is you'd book through Capital One Travel, and we always recommend booking an independent hotel, you know, just try and avoid flights if you can. And certainly, like we mentioned in our tip of the week last week, don't book rental cars. But sometimes the pricing is a whole lot more expensive through the portal than it is if you book direct. Um, but you earn 10x points on that booking or you did earn 10x points on that booking. And then, I don't know, a couple of days later, you get a $300 credit off of your statement. Well, now, instead of it going that way, 
you still have to book through the portal, but it is immediate discount off of that booking. And so it's kind of like a, they've always been prepaid bookings, but you don't earn any, you don't earn the 10x points on that $300, which is kind of what CS Chase does as well. But, you know, that's 3000 points you're not getting now on that $300 booking. And it does eliminate gaming. No, no longer able to book a hotel and then cancel it and keep that credit. If you do book an airline ticket with it, with the thought of being able to cancel the airline ticket and have a credit, you know, over on your, you know, frequent flyer account. No, it's a credit in Capital One Travel. So they definitely cut back on the ability to game this. If you plan to use it for sure on an independent hotel, that's no difference other than not earning that 3000 points on the initial booking. But if you were trying to game it, <laughs> and that there might have ac- accidentally happened with me on one booking. And nobody in the award travel 101 community would do something like that. Never, ever, ever. <laughs> yeah. So it, there's a little bit of a negative there. There is. And final piece of the news this week that we're going to get into on the award travel 101 podcast. This one kind of surprised me from an interaction basis. We've never seen so much interaction on um, a program devaluation. Delta announces a massive shift to their loyalty system. So SkyMiles itself has not been devalued. The SkyMiles program has been devalued. And many people are swearing it off and say they'll never fly Delta again. And they're going to United or they're going to American. I wonder how many of them are going to jump to Spirit and Frontier. I don't think so. (laughs) They actually had like three or four major, major negative things that they did in one week. You know, the first one was, I guess it all tied in together, but the earning to get the different status, the different status levels on Delta. I mean, it's it's like exponentially gone up. Somebody said that even just with their normal business travel that they did this year, they were platinum. But if they had under the new system, that same exact spend, the same exact travel, they don't even make silver in the next thing. They also changed lounge access to where some of the Delta high-end cards are limiting if you can use it. If you're on a basic economy ticket, you know, you used to be able to be like, oh, well, you know, but hey, I got my credit card. I can get in the the Sky Club. Nope, not anymore. They've limited the number of visits you can have on an Amex Platinum card to only six a year. You know, I again, I fly Delta once a year probably. So that doesn't affect me. I'll be able to still use it on my once a year flight. And obviously, I've never had status with them, so I don't care. But this is really a huge kick in the teeth to people who are Delta loyalists and flew them all the time and, you know, really, really needed them for, you know, one of the status because it's a good airline. It doesn't serve my needs, but whew, they weren't messing around with destroying their loyalty, their fans. Yeah, I guess there's a, a second side to this. And obviously, they're focusing more on people who are spending heavy on Delta. So a little bit different than American, where any of their partners spending is earning you uh, points towards status on American. Delta is really focusing in on spending on Delta. So you, right. there's a little bit you can do with like vacations and car rentals and stuff like that. But there's not a huge focus on outside partners spending that's not going directly to Delta. And I think one thing we should clarify is that if you do have the American Express Delta Reserve, the number of lounge passes you will get is dropped to 10 instead of infinite. And with the Amex Platinum still be six, 
But this does not go into effect until 2025. So we still have the rest of this year and through next year to be able to utilize the Sky Clubs if you're using them. But if you're someone like you or me or many of the others in this community, that really may not impact you that much anyway. Because, you know, if you're not flying Delta all the time, you know, who's going to a Delta club a million times anyway? And if you do, many of us have multiple Platinums or business Platinums. Exactly. But you can still stack those. Just make sure we'll talk about this maybe in the tip of the week here at the end is that you have the right card. Yes, absolutely. And then I guess there's been some discussion about possibly that Hyatt's kind of due for a devaluation. And I guess there was some article that was on View from the Wing. View from the Wing talked about American making some changes and then Skift covered something on Hyatt that's, that's been leading a lot of folks to think there's imminent devaluations coming. And I think we'll get into this in a future episode about earning and burning. And, uh, you know, it's definitely got me thinking about some things and the rewards that I have um, bookmarked, I say not bookmarked, but uh, that I have earmarked for future travel and maybe burning them a little bit sooner than I had anticipated. Yeah. And right now, that's just a rumor. So don't panic or anything like that. Are you tired of trying to figure out which is the best card to use to get the best deal or which card you added an Amex or Chase offer to? I've missed out on many deals because the offer wasn't applied to the correct card. And that's why I'm happy to partner with card pointers. Once registered, just add all of your cards. Open your dashboard to see the cards and active offers. And once you log into your credit card accounts, all of your offers will be updated. Not only will it update, but it will add to all eligible accounts. So no more guessing which card to choose. And for a limited time, you can get a $15 discount on the annual subscription or do what I did and get the lifetime subscription for just $99. Throw those lists away and get card pointers today. You can find them at cardpointers.com slash partner slash award travel 101 or linked in the show notes. And now back to the show. So let's move on to trip updates, Angie. Uh, by the time this episode airs, you will be on your way, if not already, to? I will be in Bali when this episode launches. It's a 12-hour time difference, and I get in at 5 p.m. their time. I, I don't know. There's international date lines and things like that. <laughs> I, I actually had to sit down and do a spreadsheet of, okay, I'm going to leave the U.S. On, on, at this time on this day. I'm going to land in Doha at this time and I'm going to land in Bali. And it was kind of like trying to figure out when, when should I sleep for optimal recovery? I guess. So I've discovered that I should sleep as much as I possibly can on the very first leg, which is 13 hours long from Chicago to Doha. And then obviously be awake during my layover and then try and stay awake as much as I can for the 10 hour leg. Cause I get in, you know, in the evening, you know, five o'clock and then just plan to crash probably after I eat dinner. <laughs> we're, we're going to go look and see if we can find a massage on the beach first when we first get there. Somebody posted a link in, I don't know, the, the Bali travel forum or something like that about these people that it's $7 for a one-hour massage on the beach. I'm like, oh, I need to find these people. Wow, and I was just talking about that in the Award Travel on group uh, yesterday about how the I earned some points on getting massages for 
you know, and a, and a good discount at $48, but you're talking about yeah. <laughs> a significant savings to that. So it is. So in addition to Bali, which obviously that's huge. And, and one of our members is actually going to be in Singapore the same weekend that Allison and I are going to be there. We're going to try and meet up at the Marina Bay Sands and have drinks oh, cool. with them. And award travel chief editor JT Genter and his wife Katie are actually going to be in Bali the same time we are as well. So we're talking about maybe trying to see if we can meet up for a drink with them before they leave. We do have like a real short little overlap right when we get there and before they leave, which I think that's always fun to meet up with somebody in, a, in another country on the other side of the world. Yeah, and um, it wasn't even coordinated as such. So it's always fun when you you find out somebody, you know, when I was in Croatia and I found out that one of our members was also over there. So we met up in Dubrovnik and we had dinner at a restaurant inside the city. So that was just kind of a cool thing. It is. It's fun. So in addition to that, I haven't booked anything terribly exciting. P2 has a conference in Kentucky in October, and it's real close to where we have family. So we're going to fly in and see our son and daughter-in-law and drive down and see my sister-in-law and then go do the conference. And so I booked flights and I actually am using free night certificates for our hotels for the conference because he has a budget for how much he can spend on, you know, conferences and professional development and all that stuff. And he's getting really close to the end of his budget and he wants to spend the money on another certification thing. So he's like, do we have any, you know, free night certificates or anything we can use. So we're going to have to do that hotel hopping thing. But these were certs that were going to expire in December. So it's a good use and he can use the the money on another thing and get reimbursed for that. I, I sure. typically don't like to use my point and my certificates for a business thing of his, but this works in this case. And I booked our flights for the, our, my flights for the San Antonio meetup, which they are expensive because I guess the Fiesta, I went ahead and used uh, travel funds that I have on Southwest. It's the only nonstop option. And there is one nonstop flight per day, which I know when we were dropping hints, we said there was no nonstop, but I guess they've added this one. And it's, it's, they were, they're expensive, but yeah, I booked not it. 6,500 6, miles a piece. No, this, this <laughs> is a little bit more than that. And, but, you know, luckily with Southwest, I can track it. I can change it and get the travel funds back if the price drops and go from there. How about you? What trips do you have going on? Well, as this episode drops, I will be prepping to go on my father and son trip with my son. Just as we did last month to Las Vegas, we are going out to California, going to do a little hotel hopping, using up some free night award certificates. I blew through some Turkish miles to get us live flat Polaris out to Los Angeles. So I'll be uh, sharing some pictures and stuff of that trip. So it's going to be a, a fun weekend. We're going to head on out to Legoland, I believe, and just do a few fun activities that I think he'll enjoy. And I want to also share that, you know, points and miles can be used in many different ways. So in addition to this little trip, I've just booked a one night for my wife and me for our upcoming anniversary, and we're staying locally. We're going up to Cleveland, staying at the Hyatt Regency at the arcade. But, you know, points and miles can be used more than just for big, huge international trips. It can be used for a fun date night or something of that sort as well. It doesn't have to always be something that's 
super over the top, but it's something that can save you money, do something you want to do, get a date night away with your significant other and do something fun locally. Sounds like fun. Good time. Moving on, we have what bonuses did we get? And Angie, I know you're working on so much here. <laughs> I got nothing. I have no bonuses. I have no new cards. It's like P2 even asked me last night. He goes, okay, Joy, anything I need to know about cards while you're gone? And I'm like, <laughs> nope, just use the, the use the ones that are labeled in your wallet. There's nothing special going on. Just no bonuses that we're working on at the moment. So sad. It is very sad. <laughs> Get a little twitchy here. <laughs> So make me jealous. What do you have? Well, I mentioned last time that I was waiting on the 100,000 point bonus from the Inc. Preferred that has posted as eligible now that I've knocked out that spend. So I'm just waiting for the card statement to cycle. And I did pick up the, I also mentioned last week that I'd picked up the executive card. I was shocked. It arrived way faster than they said it was going to. I actually asked them to expedite the card and they said they couldn't. And that I'd get it whenever I got it, which was well after tax date, which is where I was hoping to have it by. Sure enough, I got a notice from FedEx that said a package was on its way and it came way earlier than expected. Not only was I able to make my quarterly estimated tax payment, but I had two large business expenses that needed to be covered. And so I, within 12 hours after receiving that card, I had blown past the minimum spending requirement. I'm just waiting for that statement to cycle. The one of the reasons I got it was that it does have a 20,000 loyalty point bonus, which helps me towards uh, re-achieving status with American, which I've got executive platinum status. So it'll give me a little boost to requalifying. And then the other thing I forgot to mention last week as we were talking about our pancake run was that One of the things I got this card for, and it's not just the reason I got this card, but it does have access to Alaska lounges. So it provides entrance to the Alaska lounges. I said before that one of the reasons I was considering this card was uh, for lounge access domestically. But I forgot to mention on that pancake run that, you know, I also get access to those Alaska clubs. So that'll be useful for when we make the run and we'll have some information coming out in a war travel to a one for folks who want to join us. That'll be fun. And that's how you get your pancakes. So with that, that wraps up. What bonuses did we get? Highlight feature time, making the pre-trip chaos and what has to be done before heading out of town. Angie. I'm smack in the middle of it right now. <laughs> <laughs> and I have to say, if I'm traveling by myself, I kind of have one set of things I have to do. And if we're all going, I have another set of things where we have to do. But generally, the first thing, I make a list. I'm a huge list person. And I'm also that weird person that I make a list. And if I do something that wasn't on the list, I put it on the list just so I have the satisfaction of checking it off. It's like, oh, I did that. Here, I'm going to add it. It makes me feel better about stuff. So I make a list of everything that has to be done. You know, I just did a huge Sam's order so that they have food for while I'm gone. And I had to laugh because they had a two-page sheet of all the food they wanted me to buy for them. And um, both P2 and P3 will be here and they don't cook. (laughs) So it's all a lot of prepared foods or stuff they can, you know, they can easily throw on the grill. And I'm looking through the list. I'm like, would you like a vegetable maybe? (laughs) (laughs) Like, just 
something may be healthy. I'm like, y'all are going to have scurvy by the time I get back. So we did add a few vegetables and some fruit to it, something that's easy. But so I make a list and then I have a file called the in case of death file. And it's all about basically all of our award travel stuff and financial stuff and everything I manage around the house because I manage everything. P2 doesn't know any of this stuff. He doesn't have access to my password manager to even know the Netflix password. (laughs) So I update that so he knows. And I even have in there, I'm like, if I die, you open up my, my laptop, here's the password, and you go to the award travel team chat and say, Angie died, help me. (laughs) You guys can help him with the points and things like that. Well, I know he wants to use them for Amazon. So I I know that you mentioned in previous episodes that you'd haunt him if he did. I I will haunt him. (laughs) I will desperately haunt him. I mean, yeah. And like I said, I'm worried that if he opens up the award wallet app and sees you where it says how much my points are worth, he'll be like, yes, (laughs) I clean the house. It's not going to stay clean at all, but at least I feel better. And if we're going out of town, you know, together, I'll clean out the refrigerator and I'll make certain that, you know, there's stuff in the freezer to let me know if the power goes out, which, you know, our power blips quite a bit over here. So that's something to be concerned about that I'm not eating spoiled food when I get back. Do laundry, get all the medicine refilled. I am pre-packing for this trip because it's long enough. I'm trying to do carry-on only. And it's it. the one good thing is since it's all hot weather. I don't have to worry about different climate clothing or anything, but because it's all hot weather, we're going to sweat like beasts. And I don't like to do laundry when I'm on vacation because I'm on vacation. So I'm trying to see just how much I can cram in that carry-on suitcase. And I found out that for our Air Asia flight over to go see the dragons and for my Singapore flight from actually Singapore, just anywhere, Carry-on limit is seven kilograms for your suitcase. I think Emirates said something the same. And and fortunately, in business or first, they don't really get picky with that. But that's what it says on there. And I don't remember if it's seven or, seven or ten, but it was really light, whatever. So Yeah, I'm like, I may have a hard enough time getting my backpack under seven <laughs> kilograms. And, and for the flight from Bali over to Singapore, I'm an economy. So I think one of our members said something like, well, you know, I'm I'm Star Alliance Gold and I was in business class. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm in the back of the bus and I have no, no status whatsoever. So I'm not going to be able to do that. So I will have to at least check twice. I'm sure you have to do this next thing. I have to do all the girly maintenance stuff, you know. Yeah, so that, like, that was like first thing on my list. <laughs> <laughs> got to get my nails done. Got to get my hair done. Got to go do all that kind of stuff. Now, I do have to get my hair done. Uh, I, I usually make a, a trip to the barber to get trimmed up and cleaned up so I don't look like Mountain Man. Uh, well, when yeah. I'm on my, so. so there, you got to do guy maintenance stuff. We'll put, <laughs> we'll put it that way. I have almost all of our bills are set to auto pay. Um, but there are a couple of things that I pay them manually because, you know, I'll vary what bank account I'm going to use to pay them. Or sometimes I'll have Visa gift cards that I can use to pay the bill online. So I'll pay all of those or I'll at least set them up so that they'll automatically have them. Because again, I do all this stuff around the house. I'd come back and or I'd get messages if I'm out of town going, our electricity got shut off. Why? So I make certain that that doesn't happen. And yeah, I'm actually right now walking around in a pair of shoes 
that I haven't worn in probably five years, but they live in my closet. And I'm like, those would be the perfect shoes to wear the day we go see the Komodo dragons. But the problem with our, our closet, it was, I live in a really old house and it was kind of a, let's take this space and turn it into a closet. So there's no air conditioning in it and it gets pretty warm. And I have had this happen before where I will wear a pair of shoes and they are awesome around the house. They look great. And I take them out. I go wear them and I will walk into a function, an event, a dinner, whatever, and they fall apart on my feet. I've had it happen at least four times where I'm like, oh, and I have to call home and say, can somebody bring me another pair of shoes, please? Because my (laughs) shoes just fell apart. So I'm concerned about these. So I'm first making certain that they're comfortable, but also they're not going to fall apart because I can't be in the middle of hiking to see Komodo dragons and have my shoe come apart on me. So they're really very attractive, I've got to say. So what, what, how do you manage the pre-trip chaos and what do you do? And with kids, you have to do different things. Yeah. The uh, one thing that I do have to pay attention to, especially with my son is he has uh, special medications. He's uh, required to take multi-times daily. So that'll be the only thing that I, I really have to make sure a hundred percent. I'm pretty easy going. So packing might occur the night of, and we, we do have a very early flight out the morning of. So. Our first flight out is at 6.01. So Ew. that means with an hour trip over to the airport that I might, I might actually have to skip my priority pass lounge restaurant benefit, which is like my ritual, but maybe we'll get takeout. I don't know. So they do do takeout. So we don't do a whole lot when it comes to that. I do some of these things. My wife does. She's a little bit pickier about cleaning the house before she goes so she can come back. One thing I also do is pay all the bills before I leave on a trip. In this case, it's only for a few days for us. But when I'm going on a longer trip, I always make sure everything's paid off past our travel dates because I don't want to come back and find out that I've had a late payment or something like that hit. So you know, I do make sure that the bills are paid annually, just like you. And other than that, I'm pretty spur of the moment. So whatever can fit in the carry-on, I actually usually have space that I leave in my carry-on so that when I come back, there were things that we wanted to pick up. I don't have to check a bag coming home. Well, and my daughter-in-law's birthday is the day I get back into the country. And so I told her, I'm like, I'm like, I want to look for something, you know, something special and unique for you while I'm over there. And then I'll bring it when we go up and visit them. I'm like, but it has to be really, really small. I am going to bring a collapsible, you know, backpack kind of thing in case I have to. I can, you know, obviously with Singapore, I'm going to be checking that carry-on bag, which is not, I don't care about checking it on the way home. That's not a big deal at all. And I will obviously have to check it to get it up to Singapore, which means then I will have a little more room in my backpack that I can add some stuff and I can use that extra carry-on bag to find souvenirs, but they're going to have to be pretty small. It, mm, we'll see. And I think this is interesting, the difference between what a what a guy does before he goes on a trip versus what the, the woman in the household is taking care of. I'm sure your wife would have a different list. No, well, her list is different in some ways, but as far as packing, I actually am the one who prefers packing a little bit in advance. And when I say packed in advance, I like to have my bag pretty much ready to go at any time. So I I usually try to keep it ready to go for any trip that I might want to do at a moment's notice, which never happens, but (laughs) I just don't really like packing. So I like knowing that, hey, I already have everything listed. 
my wife, surprisingly, in this regard, she packs more last minute than I do. So she she does pack differently. Certainly, you know, the girly maintenance stuff, she likes to have all that stuff taken care of and, you know, have all the right things with her for whatever she's going to need while we're gone. But when she's packing for a trip, I'm usually the one saying, hey, let's get packed a, a day ahead of time or something. But you know, I think a lot of people overpack in this regard. And, you know, most of the time you can find something that you're going to need while you're gone. Yeah. My biggest issue with this one is sunscreen, because since I'm not checking on the way there, and apparently it's very expensive in Bali and I buy it in bulk here. And so I'm like trying to buy all the, like the, find all the little three ounce tubes. Oh yeah. I've got some of that and I've got a stick and all that stuff. But, um, I, I'm having to repack. I always keep my toiletry stuff ready to go. Same thing for, you know, for a trip that I can just grab it and throw it in. But I'm consolidating and changing the stuff that's in my liquid bag to accommodate all the sunscreen that I'm having to take. The good news is, since it's going to be so freaking hot there and humid, I don't have to worry about hair stuff because ponytails are going to are going to just be the the hairstyle of the day. I'm not going to worry about it much. Well, I can't wait to see what you and all the other gals do. I'm sure it's going to be an amazing trip and I can't wait to see all the things in the award travel 101 community and and fun things you guys will get to I say I should re- rephrase that. The fun things all you gals will get to experience. So That's it'll right. be a trip of a lifetime. That is not a trip of a lifetime when you're doing miles and points. Exactly. Exactly. So with that, let's head on over to our tip of the week. And this closely ties into our highlight feature. So one of the items on my list is making is reorganizing my wallet and making certain that I have the credit cards I need and any other cards that I need for this trip. So I went through and I looked at all of my reservations to find out which card did I use to pay taxes and fees because it's either going to be my Ritz card or my CSR, but which one did I use? And it turns out I used my Ritz card for pretty much all the taxes and fees on all my flights, except for my final positioning flight home from JFK, where I used an Amex Business Platinum card. I'm get, I don't know why. Anyway, so I have that. But that's good because that way I also have it for that emergency global services in case I have some horrible medical need. I can just take that one card and that will cover those. It will also get me into the Delta Sky Club. I'm actually flying Delta twice this year, but it'll get me into the Delta Sky Club for my flight home. And I'm going to have my Schwab debit card. Things I I will only be taking three cards. I'll take my Ritz card, my Amex Platinum card, and I will take my Capital One Venture X because I did use that for the Air Asia flights and for the hotel over there for the Dragons. But it's a good two X card, no transact foreign transaction fees, and I don't have to I don't have to think about the earning when I'm on a trip. I'm actually packing. Uh, I'm thinking about this. I, I haven't committed to this yet, but. I'm thinking about packing all of my Chase cards because I keep hearing everybody with their GoPuff credits. And if I can go to California and grab, I don't know, like $180 worth of uh, free stuff, then uh, you know I have not been grabbing these as uh, everybody else has. And I don't have a BevMo near me. So no. there's been no, no use for me. But 
this might be an interesting opportunity to try it out because they're all over California and Southern California. Keep seeing those people post the most about these things. I know. I wish they would come up with other stores that they would partner with for that because I'm in the same boat. I, you know, I think I'm leaving $180 a month on the table because the fees would almost outweigh. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't think I had the bandwidth to add something like that every month to, to read. No, it's just not worth it. So make sure you have the right cards, the right cards with the benefits. And don't forget your passport if you're traveling internationally. That could be a, a real trip killer right there. Yes. That's a, have yes. Everything that you need, make sure your cards are in order and get that trip started off right. Absolutely. Well, with that, that wraps up episode 34 of the Award Travel 101 podcast. You can find us every day in the Award Travel 101 Facebook community with over 99,000 members. We're closing in on 100,000 real soon, and we'll have some bonus giveaways to announce along with that. Yeah, I hope it doesn't happen while I'm gone because I want to be here for it when that happens. <laughs> if you want to jump into more intermediate and advanced strategies, our Award Travel 201 community, which is $89.99 annually, is filled with those who want to dig into the weeds looking for more outsized value. And if you're looking to book time with our team to discuss how to better your earning and burning strategies, check out our Award Travel one-on-one -on -one consulting service. You can also email us at contactawardtravel at gmail.com. And if learning in person is more your style, you can register now for our spring meetup in beautiful downtown San Antonio by the Riverwalk. Got some fun things planned for that. And please support your Award Travel 101 community when you're applying for your next rewards card. Thanks again for joining us. Safe travels and we'll see you next time. Take care. Thanks, you too. I'm going to go check this off my to-do list now. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye.